0: on this week's episode of and Power.
1: VSB 14, the Commodore owner has his say. Bathurst, washout, bring your own squeegee. Can we finish the Camry, can we? Radial versus the world, how did a small block out-qualify the Hemis? Desmo Dovey does it in the rain. Forces double podium and much, much more. Recorded live in Balcata, Western Australia, the Hoon Capital of the World.
2: This is Talking Power.
0: Gap is what happens uh, when you hold to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the south, we refer to it as the gap band. Well, I think, you know, from the one is for grown-ups.
2: Talk and Power, your motoring and motorsport
0: podcast. Welcome to the Talk and Power podcast. We are up to episode 15. I am Nick DeCembra and I'm here with a co host, Simon Gonzo Travellini. How are you, Simon? Good, mate. Yourself? I'm very well, thanks. I'm very well. Listen,
1: sorry about getting here a bit late. That's um, all right. I uh, got a phone call this afternoon uh, from Aiden Stampoledia.
0: Oh, okay, yep.
1: So, for those of you out there that don't know Aiden Stampelier, that whole In Western Australia, anyway, the whole stock LS turbo movement, Mm. he didn't just create it. He pretty much owned it for a a very long time with his VN Commodore. I don't know if you remember the car, but uh, basically it was a stock LS with a uh, single turbo on it, um, and uh, it went out and blasted a nine-second pass, I think, on its one and only lap Mm, before they uh, they sort of said to him, you need to put a roll cage and parachute and...
0: This what is event? his red 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 yeah, color. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the one. That's
1: the one. So he he didn't he didn't go, you know, he didn't do that back in those days to prove any points or anything. Mm. It was basically because he had a stock LS and a turbo and and uh the gearbox and converter that was in that car was out of his uh, dad's big block. ute. ute you yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, I remember the conversation, you reckon it'll work? I was like, well, yeah, probably. <laughs> mm. <laughs> probably makes about the same power, so it should do. So, he, um, you may or may not know, he has been doing a lot of work on that Commodore for, mm. for a number of years now, and um, he's got a pretty serious 275 car there now.
0: Okay. So,
1: um, I, I can't tell you too much, but we are on the phone for a while, mm. and um, it involved hemispherical combustion chambers. Oh, all right. <laughs> and blowers. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's given the turbos away. Mm. He's grown up, so...
2: <laughs> so
1: it was a it was a really uh it was a good discussion i look forward to seeing that car doing some laps i think um wow uh you know the the thing is if back then with uh you know basically a, a vn that he picked up and put together in his backyard mm. you know obviously i mean the stamp is are in ground in drag racing in Western australia yeah. uh uncle uh paul mm. you know super stock legend Uh, dad glenn used to you know race for many years in super street um but uh uh, you know to be able to show up at the track um first time out run a nine 139 to 60 that car went back then with standard suspension so you know it just shows you that if you're prepared to prepare Mm. then um and and that kid definitely you know he's got what it takes to go out there and run some numbers how,
0: so, old, how old is he he's not he's not, he's that, not old, that old yeah. no, no he's mean. not as
1: old as me no but not many people are no, like, no. no. People i'm not as old. old as you <laughs> No, you're not <laughs> you're not anyway so I, I just wanted to start with um uh, a lot has happened in the last two days mm-hmm. um and that included getting a phone call yesterday
0: wow from the commodore owner Oh really? Yeah, the the one that we we may have offended someone. No, I don't
1: think we. I think what we did inadvertently, or maybe deliberately, we vilified him. Mm. And I've got to be honest with you, Nick. In this story, I don't see this man as a villain. Mm. I actually see him as the hero.
0: Mm. Right. Well we did we did in the last podcast we did we caught him the the d h word a number of times well so which we 've had to edit out <laughs>
1: well, you know what you know what I take it all back, yeah, I take it all back. you know there is a saying that there is always two sides to the story mm-hmm. and um obviously, I presented the you know a a uh, a spokesperson i guess let's let's mm. call call him from the Department of Transport um but now i've spoken to the owner of the car i don't know his name i yep. actually said to him look i don't want to know what your name is mm. I, you know so oh, we, mate, we
0: didn't say his name in the podcast anyway well, i so. don't know what his name yeah. is
1: yep. i don't i actually mm. have that information and uh, i don't want that information because it's it's uh, irrelevant who it is um it's how it happened so basically and, and you know, I've been told this. Obviously, I've put in some crazy applications over the years. I've been told that you can't go outside of the guidelines of VSP-14, mm. right? That was the letter of the law, mm. shall we say, the policy, right? Um, well, apparently you can. And
0: okay. apparently
1: it happens on a quite a regular basis. Now, why does it happen? Um, who makes the decision, right? It's kind of like when West Coast used to play Geelong mm. and Gary Ablett used to come out and hit someone and no one got a free kick, right? You're looking for consistency in umpiring. Now, mm. that wasn't fair to the Eagles. And I guess this situation uh, wasn't really fair to him. So he presented the argument to the Department of Transport that I am prepared to do whatever it takes to get this car registered, right? and they weren't interested. They weren't interested in any engineering, structural... He offered to do twist tests. He offered to do whatever they wanted. Mm. You tell me what you want done, and I'll do it. I don't agree with it, but yep. I'll do it because this is what I want. I want this this combination of, of engine transmission and differential in this body style, mm. right? So, aside from, you know, what we discussed, the Audi deal, he sent the application off to South Australia, and it was approved immediately, Yeah, right? So armed with that, he said, well, how come it's all right there, and it's not all right here? And really, the ombudsman was out of sheer frustration after more than two years of trying to get some sort of sensible answer out of the Department of Transport. They basically just wouldn't reply to his emails or letters anymore. It would be very difficult for this government, for this state government to pull off giving us stricter laws than the rest of Australia and there would be, uh, there would definitely be the opportunity to take this further Mm. from a legal perspective because why should something that's deemed legal in New South Wales or South Australia or Queensland be deemed illegal in Western Australia? So it's, yeah, once again, it's a watch this space. Um, the, the the comment that he made that I think is very valid is, remember I uh, discussed that the uh, the RAC were, and the MTA were involved in, mm. in this process now? Um, the RAC will not register modified vehicles, right? Even modified late model vehicles that are permitted, mm. right? So they shouldn't really, no, not shouldn't really, they shouldn't at all be involved in this discussion because if they're not prepared to license those vehicles, why would they say to the Department of Transport, Well here's a set of guidelines that mm. we're happy with when yep. they they won't accept any modifications to a vehicle at all. Mm. So I think that it would be wise of the Department of Transport to talk to Shannons because yep. they specialise in the insurance of vehicles like mm. that. And unlike the RAC, they're not gonna say, Oh no, we you know, we're not we're not for this. We think this is a... you know there's also a number of statistics uh, that uh, are being compiled at the moment, and uh, I, I haven't seen them as yet. I've only been briefed on them, and it, it's fairly evident that people who modify cars and do it legally are the safest drivers on the on the road.
0: Oh, I have no doubt about that. Absolutely, no one's heard so. Of yep.
1: Well, that's, that's the latest with the, the VSB14 saga at this point in time.
0: Yeah. I just want to say to all of our listeners and people out there, thanks for your comments as well. That post that we put up about a week ago, it wasn't even a week ago, I think it was Friday night, I might have put it up. It's gone, for the lack of a better word, viral. Well, viral on Talking Power Facebook page.
1: Yeah, in, in, yeah. In and, and Steve Gerger, I'm, I'm wearing this shirt for you, mate. <laughs> but don't worry, don't worry, the... Uh, and capital worlds underneath, right? I think this is kind of uh, in the um, in the Tom Tilly, you know. The only difference is the the hack is the, you know Tom. He's the hack, the journalist. He's a hack journalist, not the show. But anyway, we're not hacks, are we?
0: Not at no. all, not at all. But I want to thank everyone for your comments. And there's a lot of people that are uh, that have commented there that are, are behind what not not what we're doing, but behind. Where we want this to go. So a lot of people have asked when it does come up for public comment, they want to know. So we'll keep an eye on that, of course, and we'll keep you updated as as info comes to hand. Hey Nick, what's with the pretzels? Oh, my wife got them out. She thought but that would be.
1: Won't they it. be, <laughs> be crunchy? I don't know if that works on radio. Well, it probably doesn't actually.
0: <laughs> In retrospect, that's not not a, probably not a good move. And coffee's a nice touch, though. Eh? Oh, that's good. <laughs> So, yeah, there we are. And I'd like to thank everyone for getting on board with that. And, uh, I mean, it, it pushed our Facebook page likes up over 200, so just that post alone. So that was – it was um, – thanks for everyone for your comments in kind words. Did you watch Bathurst? Parts of. I didn't watch all of it, believe it or not. But didn't did Yeah, wa- I watched the last – I had a car show that I was um, involved with the same day, but I managed to catch the last 30 laps of Bathurst. What do you think? well i'll I'll be honest with you i thought it was lackluster and i was kind of surprised by the skill errors of some drivers we'll put it that way (laughs) okay (laughs) who? i didn't Uh, think it was that bad oh look i just thought the number of cars that went i know it was raining i know that it was a it was a bad day for for racing but i I was kind of surprised by did did you get to hear
1: any Scafy's comments uh, some of them, yeah. You know, yeah. like when they should be changing the tyres, they should be putting
0: slicks on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucky no one listened to him. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the one I'm probably most critical of, and i win a bottom. I just can't, you know, with a handful of laps to go, puts it in the war. I mean... What are you
1: gonna do, Nick? Yeah, look, I, I was just surprised,
0: and and Van Gisbergen as well. Like he went off; there, there was no move on there. That I think it was like five or six laps to go, or whatever it was. But that move he put on down the down the chase <laughs> that that move wasn't on, and, and then yeah, it cost him. He still came. What did he come fifth overall, Van Gisbergen? But he he was having a crack at the the lead at that stage. But anyway, I you know I was just surprised by it all. It was good for um, Betty. Betty climbing. Yeah. yeah, it was um, a
1: huge win for, you know, that was really. I mean, you know, it's cliche, but
0: David and Goliath. Mm. That's really what it was. It was, yeah, yeah. And Betty, Betty's been in the sport now for a numerous years. I think it's around about six and a half years from when she bought out the Stone Brothers Racing. She's had her ups and downs with the with the sport and the category going Mercedes and now falling out with them and going and holding again but it was good to see her win Mm -hmm. it's her first breakthrough win and the lap of the gods I I want to talk about that let's (laughs) just have a listen to as it unfolded I want to have a just a quick we'll have a quick chat about that
1: this
2: is going to be very very close as a result of that from the Sunday in Darwin McLaughlin owned the armor poles all the way up to the end of Sydney Motorsport Park when we got to Sandown, Cam Waters and Richie Stanaway oh, snatched it away. No But way. how is the number? And he did it with two wheels in the dirt. McLaughlin is flying. We might see a three. They're holding their breath at Shell V Power Racing. Coulthard's in the background. They're watching at Erebus. Can he get it through the chase squarely? Uses the apron on the entry. It's pulling up straight. Feeds at second gear. No curb, direction change, gear change. It sits nicely, it didn't slide on the gear change. Ludo's it's excited. On. He can it's see the micro sectors. This might be the biggest lap ever at Mad Panorama. And McLaughlin comes to the scale that's his dad wayne that is off the scale fast well that is absolutely out of control total elation let's just soak it up
0: i don't don't know if i agree with that i think that was completely in control (laughs) he looked in control but the point that I make, the, the thing, the, the kind of elephant in the room, and if you allow me to... geez, I, have, I know I've completely stuffed that up. But. He used every single inch of that mm. track. Let, let's just put the numbers on this. This is what I wanted to talk about. He, he got the pole spot by four tenths. Not one tenth, not two tenths, but four tenths. The next four cars had four tenths over him the next four cars. So he's got that pole position by four tenths. The interesting thing was the next day they blew a motor. So have we gone back... This is what I wanted to ask you. Have we gone back to the, like, 80s and early 90s where we put a, a hot motor in? Did, did Ryan's Story have this <laughs> Windsor over there in the corner and said, that's our Bathurst motor that we're going to get pole with? And
1: I would imagine that, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I've never worked for one of these teams, mm. but if I was the... Uh, Crew chief or team manager, I'd have one of those motors for every track.
0: Why wouldn't you? Oh, it's just we haven't seen that sort of domination in pole by four tenths. The thing Not
1: is, the thing is though, right? I, I, when I looked at the rules a long time ago, they had this box mm-hmm. that the motor had to fit in, which I didn't really, I don't understand how you can tell an engine developer needs to make peak torque at this RPM. Mm. And you know what I mean? Because that's kind of like, yeah, it's sort of, it's a weird one, but apparently they have to have it yeah. fall into this area. Mm. So I don't know if they got rules that govern the, you know, the gudgeon pin size, the big end size, mm. the, you know, the weight of components. Uh, more and more motorsports are taking all of that development out of the equation and saying you have to run this size bearing. You have to mm. run, you know what I mean, like a Formula V engine or something. So yeah. I don't know how far these guys get into it, but, I mean, who cares if it blew the motor? <laughs> it was a killer lap. <laughs> it was a killer lap,
0: and unfortunately, well, unfortunately, unfortunately depends on what way you want to look at it. I think that's what the 2017 Bathurst will be remembered for is that that the new lap of the gods I guess they'll come up with a new name for it but. mate he, he did not miss a single no. like I can't even
1: picture that you could do a better lap with today's technology mm. He used every bit of that track he hit every apex that car was on the minimum amount of rubber it could yeah. possibly be on for you know every corner that he, he took it was just mm. you know the saying where all your ducks are in line
0: well, yeah mate. Lucky he didn't have a shotgun, because <laughs> it was good to uh, look. I mean, I was really impressed by it. It, it, it received worldwide uh, acclaim. Like a, a number of drivers, um, Will Power commented on over Twitter. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. as well commented on it. So it's it's received worldwide acclaim.
1: They they love Bathurst in the mm, US. Yeah, but they still think they're production
0: cars. Yeah. <laughs> so... <I don't>, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the US, which they are, aren't they, Nick? Exactly, showroom XR8. Showroom XR8. Speaking of international or uh, interest from the US, Michael Andretti has announced his tie up with Walkinshaw Racing.
1: So, does that mean that all Walkinshaw performance cars will have Magnaflow exhaust now?
0: (laughs) So it's Michael Andretti, and it's also Zach Brown. Zach Brown is the team principal over at McLaren, but he is not invested in McLaren, but he is invested in United Racing. Hmm. So it's an interesting tie-up there. We've got Michael Andretti, uh, well Andretti Motorsport, United Autosports, which is Zach Brown at McLaren, and now teaming up with Ryan Wilkinshaw and his team. So, is it just the racing arm, or is it walking shore performance? No, nah, it's just the racing arm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just the racing arm. Yeah. So, look, I mean, I think that's exciting for... Uh, there was talk that Zach Brown wanted to get into V8 supercars in, in one way, shape, or another. Um, and I guess this is a logical move for him. Ryan was looking at... Um, getting some other investors in the team because they are they do need to invest in the team. There's clearly their their performance this year has been a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Mind you, Scott Pye came third, was it? Or f- sorry, what am I talking about? He came second. So you know they had a car up there in second place. <laughs> I was going to say, was, didn't
1: they come second? <laughs>
0: there you go. So I thought I might
1: have been watching a different race. Um, and Squeegee Gate.
0: Look, <laughs> I had to have a chuckle when I saw this. I mean. What I found interesting was they justified putting... Because that, that is actually... To have a squeegee in the car that's unsecure is actually illegal.
1: They, they said, when Noah asked, that it had a lanyard on it.
0: <laughs> and also magnets to fasten it to the roll cage. Mm. Mm. So I, I just find it interesting that in... Let, well, let, what I want to know is if if that
1: squeegee got loose... Is that lanyard connected to the ignition like it is on a motorcycle? Was that what happened to Scotty McLaughlin? Oh, jeez, I hope not. God, I hope not. He cornered too fast. The squeegee got out.
0: The magnets couldn't hold. But don't you find it amazing? It's 2017 and we got squeegees still in these cars. The production cars—that's how they That's come right. out. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> the doesn't work. No, <laughs> look, let's let's call it for what it is. And I, a lot of people will be critical of me, uh, uh, triple eight bashing, which which I do. But let's 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 call it out as as it is. So triple eight—they would have a weekend at Bathurst; i would rather forget. So Lowndes' car wasn't getting any bite in the front. Van Gisbergen was off more times than he was on. And Win Cup—they have said the other day I think it was on Monday they have it, They said it was actually a broken valve that caused them they managed to fix it and get the car back out to accumulate some points which was a good move for him.
1: oh really mm. they sent him out on 7 yeah
0: well oh, he well, needed to go. get points so um, it was classified 20th they secured 90 championship points so so know. why didn't they do this with Scotty McLaughlin because I've been asked this question all this week they couldn't get the car back they couldn't get the driver back. Yeah, yeah. It's a disgrace. Yeah. No, Primer, but that's
1: what I thought. I thought that that's what it, it, it had it happened. He was stuck out and couldn't get back to the pits.
0: I, I can kind of get the, the car not getting back, but the driver? Alex Premo was on the top of the mountain for four hours. They didn't even give him a drink of water. I don't know. Have it, you been there? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> I'm no. sure he would have found a drink. <laughs> Well, apparently he had to. Yeah, he was fed and watered by by some of the fans because he and they couldn't. And they, 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 Were you going to say Ferals? No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I just find it strange that he couldn't get back to the to the pit. He did get back, I think, on one of the safety cars near the end of the race. That well, he got stuck right at the top of the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. couldn't reverse back. <laughs> no, not on. Crazy. So no, they couldn't get their car back. So that's Bathurst for another year. And in scene saying goodbye to Bathurst, we're also saying goodbye to the CEO. James Warburton has announced his departure from V8 Supercars. Where's he going <laughs> nipple. A signs company. Have you ever heard of APN Outdoor? They do yeah, all the yeah. electronic signs. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah. He's taken up a role as CEO there. So, yeah, okay. Must pay better. I don't. Think it probably would, but I reckon James can see a large mountain to overcome in the coming years. One what, would argue with electronic signs. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Over at the V8
1: supercars. Oh, or they're not V8s anymore. No,
0: supercars. <laughs> oh, let's be honest with you. Under his tenure, he's done some great things, and I don't want to mock the man. He has done some good things, but he's also. The the reality is we had five manufacturers when he started. We've now got three. So we're lucky he's not running
1: the motorplex. (laughs) Speaking (laughs) of the motorplex, we had the test and tune this week. It was a huge, in WA, it was a huge weekend for...
0: It was too much, wasn't it, really? No, it's never too much, but...
1: I I don't think so. I I thought it was was good. Mm. So we had two days of test and tune. Mm -hmm. Um, Some new people out there. Uh, some old ones coming back. Uh, yeah, okay, I didn't. I, I mean, I, I only went down on the Sunday. I didn't really see anything, you know, that was like,
0: yeah. Yeah. that blew you away.
1: Well, I I'll tell you, I saw one run a top alcohol car, and I thought it was going to be a five sixty. It sounded good. It looked good.
0: Is this a funny car or a... no
1: dragster? Yeah. Dragster, and uh, it was a six zero, and I thought, wow. Yeah, okay. I, I must be slowing I'm getting old because <laughs> so it looked faster than that sounded faster than that yeah okay but um it the atmosphere is what I wanted to discuss yeah okay um everyone was so chilled
0: yeah oh, it's good. just
1: like it was like Ravenswood mm-hmm. you yeah. know everyone was more relaxed the day just flowed on there was no big issues there was no you know you know sometimes you go down there and there's oil down after mm. oil down after oil it was just really casual so I think Ray yeah uh, I was going to
0: say has Ray brought an air of enthusiasm oh, well and, I
1: didn't see him there yeah right but yeah, everything was just you
0: know but he would have been there up in the control tower no yeah, doubt yeah no and doubt um, no
1: doubt it all sounds positive everything mm. sounds positive yep so you heard about the uh, the, um, the event that they're trialing uh, I think it, I think it's called um, drag palooza. Drag up uh, a loser. Sorry, dra- <laughs> I pronounced that wrong, didn't I?
0: <laughs> drag palooza.
1: Drag palooza. That's it. Um, and then and then they've got the speedway same, same night. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I think they're calling that speed up a loser.
0: Anyway, they've changed the name. It's called Power Palooza. Yeah, yeah, it has been there. Power- it started off as Drag Palooza, but yeah, no, I think it's yeah, Power Palooza. Power Palooza got it in my head. I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> anyway. Anyway,
1: uh so for those of you that don't know, they're going to be running uh and I think this part of it's cool. The drag racing um, and the car show, mm. burnouts, and um, and the speedway. I don't know. This is a big question that a lot of people are, are kind of asking on both sides of the fence. Mm. I, I've heard this on both sides. The speedway guys are sort of going, well, you know, are the drag people really going to be into this? And, mm. you know, I think that the car show and the drags is a cool thing. They know? work well together. Yeah, and I think that's something for, like, if I was running Motivation, I'd have some... Even if it's just exhibition, mm. um, you know, i would probably radial racing myself, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so so it, it all feels and looks very positive down there. And uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, um, you know, one of the best seasons yet.
0: Yeah, okay. Yep. So, and Power Cruise, huge event. Um, rained again. It's pretty standard. Mm, yep, yep. <laughs> Um, but I think it only rained on the Thursday or the Friday. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. The Saturday and Sunday was that was sweet on those two days.
1: I don't know. The, the car of the event was definitely uh, Mo. Uh, I'm I'm not sure how to say his name, but everyone knows the car as Lumpy Idol, Yep. Uh, VL Commodore, basically won everything you could possibly yeah, okay. uh, win. Immaculate car. Yep. Um, uh, Overboost uh, has done all the recent engine work and tuning on that car for the last couple of years um he's got some great people working on the car mm. and you know it's a beautiful piece of machinery
0: The car was debuted there was it
1: no it's been out for a while but yeah. in its latest form um it's you know like it's making over 900 horsepower i think yeah okay at, at the at the hubs yeah uh and it's a um uh, dry sumped like 26 mm. headed 30 type setup it's a serious like I honestly believe that that car would go a low eight easily, yeah, okay. and and it is a show car. The mm. interior on it is just incredible. It is, yep. you know, something out of this world. Yeah, okay. um, but yeah, I, I heard that there was a great event and people had a great time there. Mm. So, you know, I think um I think this season, uh, you know, the summer season, let's call it, is is going to be great for the car scene.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're looking forward to a big. Big season, and hopefully our camera is part of it in, in some way. We'll talk about that a bit later. NHRA, speaking of drags, NHRA moved over to Texas, the NHRA for Nationals. Um, don't like seeing crashes. No. Don't like talking about them. But this one, I mean, the good news out of this one was Steve Torrance actually crashed after the finish line he'd actually won the race mm. such is their structure that they were able to pull out a spare car after his crash and had that running unfortunately he went down to um, brittany force in the next round
1: you know this is the thing right i really dig drag racing for that reason that they can just roll out another car yeah you know they don't have any stupid rules about oh no you know you've got to start at the rear of
0: the grid now go to the back of staging lanes <laughs> let's just have a look at these crash here oh hold
2: on steve Torrance. steve Torrance wins the race but more importantly we got to make sure he's okay inside of the cockpit. Well, let's a scary for some moment. movement. We see some movement from the helmet, and this is good news that Steve is getting out of the car.
0: Steve, we're extremely happy that you're okay, and that you hopped
1: out, and you still wanted to know if you won the round. Was there any warning?
0: No, no, there was no warning. I mean, I felt the thing actually drop the tire, or whatever happened, and just make a hard left, and then it, it's just hit the wall, and, and scooped me to the other side. Bottom line, good Lord was looking after me, and, uh, Hardest thing about the whole deal is my mom and dad coming down here. But, um, and all my guys, you know, we're family. We got another race car. We're gonna get it out and see if we can make it up for the next round. And uh, good Lord looked after us, kept us safe there. Hell, Texas boys, we just keep going. Texas boys, keep going. Yeah, so uh,
1: am I correct in saying, because I'm sure I read, a, read something about this today, uh, that uh, it had an engine failure and, and something from the engine
0: mm. Um, yeah,
1: cut the slick. Yep,
0: yeah, that's correct.
1: Yeah, that's see, that's um, you know, it's it's always there. Yeah, okay, it's Sorry. always there. Then mm. the possibility of that happening, mm. especially when a supercharger
0: explodes, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, but he sh- yeah, he shouldn't feel too bad. I mean, Brittany Brittany went on to win the event. It was a good day for the John Force team because Robert Height also had a win in Funny Car. And Jason Lyon took out the win in Pro Stock, with Drew Skilman going losing the narrowest of red lights. He's uh, he's getting in there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's having he's 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 having a crack, Drew. He's having a crack. Good to
1: see the summer team back in the uh, the winner's circle, eh?
0: The summer team.
1: Isn't Jason Lyon with the Summit team? Yeah, Summit, sorry. Yeah, yeah
0: sorry, I heard, I heard something Summer, else. Yeah. Summit, you're still back at
1: Brittany. Yeah, yeah, I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. Drew, uh, Jason Lyon. Yep, yep. A teammate to Greg Anderson, who won last week. So Now, our favourite event. My Sorry, I should say, I should preface that with my favourite <laughs> event. Radio versus The World No Mercy 8 was on the same weekend as Bathurst. Unfortunately for these guys, they had to bring everything a day forward because another hurricane was impeding Mm. on them. The same with lights out eight as well. They had to bring everything forward because a cyclone, hurricane they call it. But they
1: still finished the meeting, didn't they? They do. They always no excuses. The duck always (laughs) finishes
0: his meetings. He always he doesn't like. They do not like splitting prize money. It's one of their they don't like having to split prize money. So they always. They'll bring, they they'll brought the whole event a day forward. So they squished up all their qualifying in, um, into the, I think it was the Friday, so they could get eliminations. The first round of eliminations was done on the Friday night. So Marty Stinnett, small block Chev, Fox Body Mustang, top qualifier, against arguably probably the toughest... Radial versus the world field. I've only got the top eight there. And this is and a they're all
1: in the 370s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, that is just unbelievable. Yeah. That is incredible. It is. You've got to wonder how light that car is. Uh,
0: Don't know. He would be... He obviously... gets a brake for a small block. He does, yeah. He gets a brake for a small block, and he also gets a brake because it's not a pro mod.
1: Oh, it's got rails in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything else is pro mod, but yeah. it's got two chassis rails <laughs> yeah, that, in it. This is one of the things that Aiden and I were talking about today. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but to, to top qualify in a small block Chevy in a Fox body Mustang, the duck would have been in his element because this is the essence of radial versus the world. Radial versus the world started out as that car, like well, not that particular car, but that type of car. And morphed into now Stevie Fast's um Camaro and, and Oh cars yeah, and the like. look,
1: I look I think the um the shadow before it became the shadow
0: Yeah, was, the original the, the Shadow orange was, Tomato or whatever yeah. it's called.
1: Yeah. Um you know, that was the epitome of, of a radial car. Mm, yeah. But something lost in translation, I don't know. Yeah. The the thing is though, I, I still want to see how much glue these guys put down to go 370 on a 315 rate. Let's have a look.
0: We can have yeah, a look There must right be now.
1: spiderwebs coming off the
0: tyre as it that, leaves the start line. There's always spiderwebs. Let's have a look here. Yeah. They make it look
1: so easy. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah.
0: just... Um... So that was the, the top qualifying run. I do have another video of Dwayne's win, but I'm not going to play that because the, the quality is not the best and the, you don't really see it all that well. So, But Dwayne Mills went on to win the event. Now, Dwayne is no stranger to winning No Mercy. He has won it before and he's taken the 50 grand before. Now, I don't know if you remember, Dwayne drives the Golden Gorilla. That's the car that had a massive flip about two years yeah, ago. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to see him. He's since come back from that massive flip and win two events.
1: It's good to see Stevie Fast in the final, Got to too. the
0: final as well, yeah. Stevie Fast. It's an honourable mention to Stevie Fast as well to get <laughs> to get to the final. The problem they're going to have next year is that the NHRA, and their infinite wisdom, whether we they've done it on purpose or not, have actually scheduled an event the same weekend as No Mercy. So it'll make scheduling of these crew chiefs quite difficult and tricky
1: oh it's going to come down to which event the sheik wants to win mm. that's pretty much what's going to happen yeah you know yeah uh, the nhra would be feeling the heat of all this radio racing the popularity of it
0: I, I never thought though they would they've never had a conflict of dates because the duck has his dates set these dates are flow on yeah, yeah. year on year yep. but this is the first time they've conflicted so it'll be interesting to see what happens in 12 months time mm. you never know the duck might move his event mm, the sort of guy he is I wouldn't think so but anyway <laughs> I, I I could be wrong I could be wrong I,
1: I mean look after that rant about Stevie Fast and uh... not paying yeah, I'm pretty sure that he's probably not worried. No, 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 no. He's probably going to encourage him to stay home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So, listen, uh, there was meant to be some grudge
1: racing at this event.
0: Did it mm. go down? I don't believe so, no. No? No, no I think the there's the the restricted qualifying oh uh, yeah because they had the shorten to shorten the yeah, event yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. no
1: one lost their homes no, or, no. or mortgage payments got made
0: happy so. wives all yeah. around okay. everyone's good. happy good. Everyone it's a good outcome. On. Yeah, I don't know in, not in the notes but completely separate to the notes Jeff Lutz has uh, crashed his new car 57 oh no filming, really yeah filming Street Outlaws had a track too so that, was, that happened overnight or on Sunday Oh, they night, couldn't have been yeah. filming Street Outlaws if they were out of track. Yeah, well, they were. Yeah. Were. <laughs> they
1: never race on tracks. No, need, of course or not. Or closed roads or have police <laughs> closing the roads for them. Because you and I see it all the time when we're driving around industrial areas where there's a row of lighting towers. <laughs> Just the other day, we were saying, wow, this would be a great place to run an (laughs) event to be honest I'm
0: a bit off the straight outlaws thing at the moment finally yeah (laughs) no I I listen to their podcast quite regularly but their last podcast I I didn't didn't engage with them at all and I found them almost offensive with some of the things that they were saying about people so I've turned off I'm (laughs) off I'm off off. but I won't go into that it was not appropriate for our viewers (laughs) Come on, let's talk
1: about the Formula
0: One. The Formula oh One? God. Off to Japan, they were. They were. Where, where were the Ferraris off to? I don't know. Where, where, so, the, the, the season is now officially well and truly cooked. I think Lewis Hamilton goes left japan with a 60 point lead there's only 100 points left up for grabs so i just cannot see sebastian having a crack at this they had another failure so um,
1: how can a team that was doing so well at the start of the season
0: mm, have so much go wrong i just i don't understand i don't know if a lot of their success was masked with engine. They changed engines during the year uh, in between races because they, they got oh, to their five it. engines pretty quick well, oh, not quickly. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so they're lucky they're not starting from the car park. Yeah, well, they. I think they will be in the next race. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Kimi, you know, Kimi managed to hold on to, to, to fifth spot, but yeah, Sebastian lost power. I think it was four or five laps into the, to the race. And
1: it's a bit ironic, you know, we used to throw Kimi under the bus every, mm,
0: every episode. Yep. But, um, yeah, it's, it's completely well and truly over now for, for the Ferrari team. And, and look, I mean, good luck to Lewis, um, I was hoping of a bit more of internal battle with Valtteri, but I don't, I don't, I don't, reckon Valtteri's taken it up to Lewis. He's he's gotten away with it pretty easy this year. Yeah. I... Off the back of Nico uh, Rosberg winning the championship last year, who was Lewis's, you know, uh, partner, um, I just, you know, I don't think Valtteri has really taken it up to Lewis this year and pressed him as hard as what he could have.
1: Do, do you think he um? Do you think he was blocking? During the race? Who Lewis? No, no. Oh, Valtteri. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No doubt he was. Yeah,
1: yeah, yep. So, do you think that maybe he's just hired to do that?
0: Well, one would argue. So was Nico as well, and, and and one always argues that the the second driver is hired for that purpose. But I, I, you you got to make the most of it as well. You're not you're not just there to. I guess once the championship goes you're halfway through the year, the team probably makes a call and says, all right, you've got no chance of winning this now. You're running blocker for the number one driver. And that's probably the case here. But I would have thought that Valtteri may have had a a red-hot crack at Lewis this year. And, you know, obviously we hoped Ferrari would as well, but it hasn't panned out that way. And he's walking away with this now. It's actually turned into a bit of a cakewalk.
1: Well, you know, next season, there's
0: going to be some big changes all around the paddock, so... Yeah, there's a there number know. of driver changes as we even close off this year. So there's a New Zealander coming into the fray for the next race. He's only got a one-race gig at this stage for Toro Rosso, and that's for the next week's U.S. Grand Prix in Austin, Texas. So this 27-year-old is actually replacing uh, Pierre Gasly, who is committed to a uh, Super Formula Series uh, where he's a c- contender. So he has, to, he has to take off to Japan and, and take place in, in that so, um, Brendan is just taking over for the one race. In saying that, um, Danny Kiviot is, is back as well. But Danny has been in and out of Toro Rosso all year and is a bit, bit out of favour. So, there is a suggestion that Brendan might replace Danny... Once uh, Pierre comes back, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Anyway, it's just crazy. I, Formula One does not make any sense to me at all.
1: It's the top fuel of circuit racing. It is the top fuel. And yeah, now, but the- now they're trying to they're trying to make it into the HQ class with these restrictions. Oh, mm-hmm. hang on. You know,
0: yeah.
1: You replace the spark plug. You need to start at the back of the car park <laughs> behind the trailer. <laughs>
0: So yeah, it'll um, yeah. These sorry, when you ask me, they paid they, these guys are paying for their seats. Yes, yep.
1: Well, I know who's not paying for their seats.
0: Not that's Dovey. No way, <laughs> Desmo Dobby. destroyed that, him again. <laughs> yeah, look, this this was. I I'm going to call it now. they to date. This was the best race of the year. I won't say of all time because I I haven't been following MotoGP. <laughs> I'm not qualified to say of all time, but it was definitely the race of the year. This this was, I was on the edge of my seat watching this. Yeah, I mean, when you consider that they got a contact patch about the size of this petrol <laughs> in the wet. It was pouring. It rained, like rain, that torrential rain. And even Marquez, I take my hat off to him because he didn't lie over. Dovi got him with about six laps to go, and they swapped positions a number of times in those last six laps. And he did the old Marquez move on the last corner mm. as well. This time, Dovi didn't give him the fist wave or anything <laughs> like that. But it was it was an amazing race. I I was it was just a thrilling, especially the last ten laps was just thrilling, uh, thrilling to watch. It was it was amazing. Um, and the Italians, well, that kid Dars over there, Let, let's let's call it. I mean, look look at that first. Italian Andre Divizioso, <laughs> third Petruzzi. and Ianoni as well, came mm. in at fourth as well. So, and the Jukes they, they had a. I mean, I know they um, Patrucci's is, is a satellite team. It's not the factory Ducati, but mm-hmm. still, they did really well.
1: They yeah, uh, look the MotoGP guys. They haven't failed
0: to entertain all the season. It's been no, hard. they haven't. They haven't. And this race here in particular, it was um. I don't know. It was just really exciting because you knew Marquez was going to have another crack at mm. him. I knew that when Dovey got around him with six to go, I said, "No, no, Marquez isn't going to lie over here," and he didn't. You know. Yep,
1: yep. It amazes me though how much maturity Davizioso is showing. Mm, yeah. You would think Marquez. He's got it. You know. He's got the championships under his belt. He's he's in a really good team. They got a great bike. You'd think that he'd be more. You know, just calmer, and mm. but he's he's still got that. I mean, those moves that he pulls on those closing laps, yeah. he always runs wide. Mm. It's you, you could imagine Davizioso was like, he's going to do it now. Yes, yes, there he goes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: he, he, he would have learned a lot in the last, that, that race. I can't remember where it was where he did the same thing. He could hear the motorbike still. Mm. He could hear the Honda still revving while he's on the brakes. Oh, yeah. So he knew what was going down. But, um, I mean, in, in fairness to Marquez as well, he had a massive tank slapper with about... He was leading. He had a massive... I think it was three or four laps to go. How he stayed on that bike, he was basically holding on just by his, his hands and yeah, his body that's, was... Yeah, but
1: that's what they do, Nick. Yeah. That's what That's their job. You know, when they get on that thing on race day, that's they're going to work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> he, he earned his money, Marquez, as well. He really did that it's day. It's like when you go to Cunenara. <laughs> it's exactly the same. <laughs> same, is it? <laughs> so they're off to Phillip Island next weekend. Next weekend's a huge weekend. Oh man, won. I'd love to be there. Phillip Island. Yeah. And we've got the Formula 1 over in Austin, Texas as well. Mm-hmm. So, huge weekend for Australia. It's not for Australia, but for followers of MotoGP and Formula 1. Well, you might be calling it early. Maybe Daniel's going to win.
1: Maybe it was a bit of Nick premonition.
0: I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. All right.
1: So, the Camry. The Camry. The Camry. <laughs> a lot's happened this week. A lot's happened. It has. Um, so, as you know, mm-hmm. we, we did some uh, uh, testing with an NA engine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and after you left, I carried on. Mm-hmm. Right. And it doesn't matter what I do, this thing spins the tires. <laughs> doesn't matter how slow I take off. So, I've decided I'm going to build my own LSD. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, right. Yep, yep. So, uh, I started machining some bits today. The transmission mm. is uh, back in one piece other than the diff. Um, I've tried to track down an LSD unit for it. And the reality is that even if someone did make one, I couldn't afford to buy one. Mm. (laughs) But
0: um, I'm going to give it a go. I reckon I could do this. It it spins the tyres amazingly easy, doesn't it? It's crazy. But even after that suspension... Can we say that? Oh, you can, yeah. (laughs) Even after that suspension modification, I would have thought that would have worked quite well. And I think it did work, but it just hasn't given you the bite.
1: Well, you know... I changed the core. It's got home bloke coilovers. You're all going to get to see this. You're going to go, what the... This guy's got too much time in his hand. (laughs) I changed the spring rate. I went from a 250-pound spring to 150. That's a massive spring Mm, rate change, right? And I lowered the car. And and on paper, it all looked good. But because the the back of the car's jacked, all the stuff that we did to change the angle of the Mm. A-arms is... Back to zero because the back's up in the air, the yeah. front's down. So, uh, if we get a chance this weekend, mm. I want to try and lower the back and do some more testing. Yep. Um, Dave has been a huge help. Yeah. And, you Dave. Trev, yeah. also Trey, yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm not as confident as I was last week that we're going to make it. Mm. Uh, we've got so at this stage, the head studs. I don't know there's somewhere all <laughs> oh, right okay there's somewhere I'm not sure where no one can tell me where and where's the engine The engine is uh with um uh the guys at performance mods mm. well bits of the engine um the cams I don't know where we're at, so at best we're gonna have um the bottom end with the stock top end. Uh, you know, that's at absolute best. There's no way in the world that we'll have, you know. Obviously, later on, I'd still like to do it because I I kind of... This is such a ridiculous proposition. Mm. It is the most... You know, I've built some crazy cars. You've seen them over the last, you know, Mm. 20 20 years, and I'd already built most of my crazy stuff when I was, you know, a teenager, but... This is definitely, uh, it's got me interested, hence why I thought, well, you know, we'll try and make an LSD for this thing. So I've seen some pretty crude stuff out there that that people sell. Yeah, right, okay. (laughs) Um, We'll see how it goes. If I can get it to, you know, try to hook up, then the suspension should work. Mm. So um, we've got a monumental next few or two weeks if we're going to make it it's going to be so the the other thing that's happened is um you know we've been talking about wheels for a while um i spoke to uh stan
0: oh yeah stan yep yeah yep. reader and stan
1: yeah yeah so um i'm hoping that i'll get a chance to go down and see them mm. and um get some sevens for the front Yep. and uh you know but it is it because i've got to get these cars like last week was ridiculous because we had all the guys that forgot about their transmissions and torque converters for the test and tune and Power Cruise. Mm. Like, I actually, for anyone that was down at Power Cruise that saw a a, uh, a, a white uh, BMW, I think it's a five series, um, smoking its tires and drifting around um, the track wondering what the hell's in it. It's got a BMW engine with a turbo and. A C four.
0: Oh, that's the one you're working on.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, So, uh, that literally was okay. We need to get another gearbox in here. <laughs> C four might fit. Let's get a piece of aluminium. <laughs> yeah, and that's that. I mean, that was it was such a ridiculous proposition that we had a week to figure out how to adapt a C four yeah. to this thing and get it in there and get it ready for power cruise. Um, And the owner works away. Mm. So, this is... I'm not making this up, right? He flew in on the Thursday and drove the car to scrutineering.
0: Oh, wow. So, you had to install that one as well. Yeah, he...
1: Like, it wasn't a deal originally, but um, we ended up, you know... I sort of just walked off into the corner of the workshop and put it together. I thought I thought
0: you were gonna say went into the fetal position.
1: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. I just uh, you know, I tell you this is the really cool part about that car. Okay, so in front of the differential, there's like a tube. that's part of the subframe that holds the, the rear suspension. Okay, so normally when you've got the ZF transmission in this thing, there's a flange at the diff with a CV looking thing. And there's a flange at the gearbox. So you undo the bolts, you drop down the gearbox end, because there's nothing in the way, and then you slide the uh, tail shaft out of that tube that's in front of the diff, right? Because that tube's about a foot long, roughly. Yeah. When you've got a slip yoke on a C4, (laughs) you can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Because you've got to slide that into the gearbox, right? So... You know, there was no time left. The owner was flying in the next day, and he still had to fit the center console. And I had to get the car uh, down on the ground, get get it sorted down on the ground, outside wherever, because Novus was coming to fit a new windscreen to it, Mm. right? So it had to be done. These guys were on their way. And I'm standing under the car going how am I going to do this? So I actually had to pull the universal joint apart. Oh, yeah. Yep. Slide the shaft in there, slide the slip yep. yoke, and then reassemble the uni joint. Mm. which, you know, it was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. But um, you just, you know, thinking back, I was going, you didn't really think about this, did you? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But it worked. Yep. It, it uh, as far as I know, the gearbox is still changing gears after the flogging order got.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: So yeah, it was the last week has been flat out with that. Mm. Um, we got a big chunk of work done. Dave, like I said, Dave's been a yeah, huge help. Yeah. Uh, got a big chunk of work done on um, some bits and pieces for the Camry. I was actually there till three o'clock this morning reassembling the transmission Mm. uh so fingers crossed it actually works um so keys has come up with a spragless setup because apparently the sprag in second gear fails Mm -hmm. so not only is this completely untested and we don't have a clue if it's gonna work but we need to program the computer because it's like a clutch-on-clutch clutch transmission yeah. now. We need to release one clutch as we apply the next one. So Jamie is doing the wiring, mm. right, because we've got that many Camrys now. We can afford to just give this guy one and give
0: this guy one. Look, the thing is that the Camry now has got a, quite a big following. There's a lot of people asking me, How's the Camry going? Yeah, well, know, you so.
1: know, look, fingers crossed, we're gonna make it because yeah. I um going down to the drags on the weekend, you know, it it, it it sort of it got me a little bit excited. Talking to Aiden today got mm. me a little bit excited, but even he said he goes, "What are you guys doing with this Camry? What yeah. the?" <laughs> And then when I told him we're actually going to drive it across the Nullivore, he goes, "Man, that's that's it. Nothing I do is going to top this, you know." So I hope we can pull it off, and most importantly, I hope we can show the Victorians that, uh, you know, we got something for them over here. Not just we're not just good at football. We're not just good at footy. We
0: can build some pretty tough cars as well. But as I said, the car we, we can even build cars that aren't tough. <laughs> It's got a bit of a following, and a lot of people ask me as well, why on earth are you doing a Camry? And I say to them, because it's never been done before. It's not just that,
1: Nick. The reality is we're ahead of the curve, Mm. because you tell me, what's the next Commodore going to be? You know, it's going to be a V6 front-wheel drive. You can call it all-wheel drive if you want, right? But I think that diff out the back's not really doing (laughs) much, you know? It's going to be a front-wheel drive V6 deal, and... Jordan came to see me the other day. Oh, yeah. Right? And he said, he goes, Gons, you know, where do you see the industry going? Where where do you see this going? And I've talked about this before, and people Mm. have openly expressed their thoughts that I should see a shrink because I'm going crazy. But I told him the same story. It took 50 years for the car to replace the horse entirely. Okay? So... You know the the Benz, whatever you want to call, is the first car. We can we can sort of say that around 1900, yeah. 1901 right? That's when it hit, and it was pretty. It was very primitive. Mm. Like I'd rather ride a horse. Yep. You know. You know what I mean? Um. And then you look at nineteen fifty. Who was riding a horse? Mm. No one was riding a horse. Yep. Okay. And it took a while for technology to get moving, in. The early 1900s you know mm. like in terms of people finding out about it we didn't have the internet the way the internet is now someone farts in america you can smell it in australia mm. you know what i mean it's it's that it's that uh intrusive is that the word is that the word i'm looking for but anyway i think so yeah um, we'll go with that so yeah we'll go with that so I, I think that now with the EHAG 138, as far as I know, operating in, in Dubai or, or on the cusp of about to begin operating, and for those of you that don't know what that is, it is a driverless drone vehicle that flies you from destination to destination. You summon it just like Uber mm. um, or Chauffeur on your phone, get in it, it takes you there, and it, it charges your credit card. I can see that within 20 years' time, that's going to replace the car.
0: Yeah, okay. And I, it's, You've it, told me that before.
1: Yeah, right? so long-term, that's what I see mm-hmm. is going to happen. And, it, you know, people don't want to swallow this pill. They're going, no way, no way. I'm pretty sure if you're a blacksmith back in 1901 and you saw that Ben's thing cruising past and I was standing there like an idiot going, that's going to replace that's going to replace horses within 50 years you'd have been yeah whatever mate yeah so, true that's a good so, point so yeah. so as far as the car scene goes now right i'm talking you know like so so the long term thing 2050 whatever years mm-hmm. right i think drones are going to be you know vehicles like that are going to be the next big thing but in the short term next 5 years next 10 years okay the car scene right Electric 2040, we kind of have to say that somewhere around there, mm. it's it's going to happen. It's going to be set in concrete. Yeah. Between, between now through the 2020s in Australia, I think we're going to see more European cars, mm-hmm. right? Guys, guys thinking outside the square. Now, this is something that I also discussed with Jordan. There is a fine line between cool and absurd okay so when the gregich boys did the two mercedes i thought that was cool because they executed them well the cars looked sharp and you know that the stance everything was right and they mm. were a cool car they were rare you know but a volvo 240 wagon yeah <laughs> that's not gonna ever like that whole thing of i'm doing something different and You know, because it's different, it's cool. Bullshit, right? I call bullshit on that. It's still a Volvo, (laughs) right? So I think we're going to see more BMWs. I think we're going to see people doing M lookalikes or, you know, doing M cars. I think you're going to see more of that European thing. I mean, um, the VWs, what they're getting out of them... uh, not just in Europe, but over here. I've seen yeah. them down at the drags, a couple of 12-second ones. Yeah. You know, these late model V-dubs. I think we're going to start to see a bit more of that. Mm. And I, I kind of embrace it. I mean, look, you know that I've always been a diehard V8, you know, guy. Mm. That's been my thing. Um, but you've got to move with the times. Yeah, of course. And, and um, you know, there's some cool stuff out there. So i think we're i think the timing's right now for us to start to embrace it what we do need is for people like scott to you know get more into what is happening so the mx5 we were involved with the mx5 project i think that we're starting to see you know some some stuff moving but we've got to start seeing some european stuff the japanese stuff you know it's been done and dusted you know what Mm. i mean? It's time for the BMWs, the Mercedes, not so much the Volvos, but, you know, <laughs> the Audis. I saw, I was actually at uh, uh, one of the workshops. I'm not going to mention who it was, because they probably don't want anyone to know that the car's there. But I saw a really cool Audi, Yeah, uh, okay. you know, and aftermarket ECU. And I thought, yep. wow, that's uh, that's different, yeah, okay. you know. Yep. So, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm I'm excited. I think I think there's some good stuff happening. Mm. The the Camry thing for me, the reason it's so exciting is because I don't know if you remember when we built the Datsun, mm. and you know it was it was you, me, Dave, mm. and Tri- pretty much the whole Same team. Guys, the only yeah. the only guy that's missing is um, Jeff. Jeff. That's yeah. right. We built that car really in the space of a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much right. And and when I say we built it, like you have got no idea how much we modified and how much we were just pulling it out of our ass like for example irs was still relatively new Mm. back in those days and and i had a concept that if i made three coils with three different spring rates that's right i would be able to preload the suspension on the foot brake right and then instead of it trying to bottom out like the Commodores all do and tear their back bumper off that it would, it would cause the, the uh, spring rates getting progressively stiffer that it would get down and just use all that energy to plant the tire. And, the, the goal was to run 11-0 at 125 mile an hour. That was, that was our goal because that was Super Street stopped at eleven zero, mm. and everyone was doing like 115. And I figured if I'm doing 125, I've got 10 mile an hour on these guys through the top end, they're not going to know whether to brake, accelerate <laughs> or, you know. And that car, uh, the first pass, the, the nitrous was armed with the bottle off. But, you yeah. know, thank God because it would have... Bailey would have killed us I reckon <laughs> but the the actual first pass that it did it went eleven zero at 125 mile an yeah. hour and it, it was just I mean even mounting the fuel pumps there was nowhere to mount them mm. and then the only place that you could mount them the bloody tail shaft uh, not the tail shaft the half shaft the axle was right there. Yeah. And we knew we were going to snap them on a regular basis. Remember we made that shield up yeah, to go yeah. around the axle. How many times did we break that axle? How many times would I... It broke a few times. Oh, that. God. Was... We got so good. Maybe that's why I'm good with the universal joints <laughs> because we used to change them at the track. Yeah, because I had
0: unis yeah. in the back end of that, I remember. So, and also uh, the, the pulse counter as well we had. We had that so for going can, into stage. Going yeah. into stage, you yeah. can count the pulses. Yeah, we had
1: the twin line lockers <laughs> yeah. and the... Um, Remember we, we made that electric throttle setup? That's right, We yeah, yeah. used a XF fast idle solid. Yeah. So this is the thing. Because the Camry, you can't buy anything for
0: no, it. No, that's right. You can't yeah. buy
1: anything for it. You can't even buy original parts for it. the
0: parts for it. <laughs> so, the shit that we're trying to do. <laughs>
1: so it's kind of got me a little bit excited because if it works... You know, there are so many variables and so many things where you've sort of just gone, well, you know, in theory, this this is what should happen. Mm. Um, that if this thing actually does manage to, forget about driving across a board, if it actually manages to go down the track and run a representative number mm. and look as stock as it does, mm. um, it's just going to be... An amazing accomplishment and once again over the years that, that you've, you've been involved with the crazy projects that i've come up mm. with the one thing that we're very very good at is that when you look at our stuff it looks pretty boring <laughs> like it doesn't really you don't really you kind of don't even really notice it it just yeah you know, yeah, it's, it's in the still, background. It Still blends in that,
0: that one. You've got that photo. I showed someone a photo the other day. I go, that just looks normal. But now I said, well, that's the idea. So
1: we'll see how we go. Fingers crossed. We, you know, I haven't thrown the towel in yet. But um, I don't know how many more three a.m. Uh, uh, it's
0: basically three weeks till we got to be there now. So, yeah. It's um, it's it's it's
1: it's going to go to the wire. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Trevor, Trevor and I have done Perth to Sydney. Trevor's the man,
0: mate. Yeah, two, those things.
1: Two up, I think, towing the Datsun, we did it in fifty-two hours. Mm. So towing a 6 x 4 box trailer
0: in a turbo—he's yeah, all over turbo it. Turbo Camry. That's that's <laughs> the the yeah the, the drive over there is, is is obviously a big one. But Trev Trevor's the man for that stuff. He's if you don't know who Trevor is, the goes those that are listening who know Trevor, they'll know what I mean by that. But he's the he's up for that sort of stuff. The goat. He's the he's, goat. He's the goat. <laughs> all right, we need to thank a few sponsors: All Fast Torque Converters. That's you, Shift Kits Australia. Jamie, thanks for your help. SCM Performance, Charlie and Sandro. They going well?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I spoke to um, I spoke to Sandro tonight. I, I I think he was uh, cryptically telling me that his car's getting close to getting back on the track.
0: Oh the XF! Mm. Oh, good on him. Oh, that's good. Like, look forward to seeing that. Uh, Paul at Keys Transmissions.
1: He's uh, he's in Adelaide at the moment. Paul. So yeah, any of our Adelaide listeners,
0: uh, you can catch up with Paul now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, go to his website, Keys Transmissions. Uh, BG Mechanical. That's Trevor there. Uh, Stewie at WA Suspensions. And Johnny at benzene detailing and is Matt at the air conditioning or is Matt
1: Mac One Air Conditioning. Mac One Air Conditioning yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. He actually came past today. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: The other one I've missed off there as well, and sorry, Scott Scott at Bryson Yeah Canvases as Scott well. Scott
1: did an amazing job in the uh, back seat.
0: <laughs> the, the back seat was
1: it, it's a uh, mate. If you need any motor trimming done, mm, definitely look band? him up.
0: Yep. Check out the back seat on the Camry. Actually, that sounds funny, doesn't it? (laughs) All right. Um, We'll just finish off with the 28th of October is the the launch of the Girls Talking Kids You Kate anti-bullying campaign. That has actually been launched on their website as well. So get on to that as well if you can. If you go to our Facebook page, you can find a link there. So get on board and support that. Oh, uh, Challenge Batteries. Challenge Batteries, of course, yeah yeah. 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 yeah, Challenge Batteries. They're helping us out as well. Challenge Batteries. All right. Find us at Podbean, iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram. And thanks to all of our new listeners. You can also find us at www.talkandpower.net. Thanks, Simon. Where can they find you? At Allfast. At Allfast. <laughs> I'll be there talking. a lot.
1: You'll be there a lot. And just remember,
0: Tom Tilly is the hack. Tom Tilly is the hack. i to have to ask you off air what that means. Don't you that. listen to the hack? No. What's the it's hack? It's not
1: true. Oh, that's right. You don't. Your radio doesn't go to Triple J, does it? Eight eighty two on
0: occasions. <laughs> Basil and Milsey. What
1: about five eighty five?
0: No, no, no. Don't go down that. No. Don't go down that low. Don't really go down that low? No, no. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Simon, for coming in. Thanks for having me, Nick. No worries. Take care. See you on the street. See ya.
1: Talk and power, stresses, all characters and events on this podcast, even those based on real people are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.